Hang on. Hang on. Halt. podcast before we get started here's a voicemail from spencer hey greg it is spencer i'm calling after listening to the till my head falls off episode it's actually a few days after i listened to it um was it just me am i the only one who actually did the math when i was a late teenager uh about all the advil pills just to make sure that his math added up it did by the way um but yeah i was like wait do those numbers total up correctly? Yes, they do. That's all I got to say. Goodbye. Spencer, thanks for calling and double-checking that math for us. Anybody can leave us a voicemail at 224-801-2930. And now, on with the episode. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. That's They Might Be Giants. I am your host, Greg Simpson, and we are uh, talking today with Lisa Phoenix, and that's... uh, We're going to talk about the song Window. Uh, We're going to be talking about weird voices and accents quite a lot, I think, on this episode, off of John Henry. Here we go. Look at all. was a catalog of men and women man the window 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 hey what's up lisa how's it going oh hey how are you no i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna do a voice uh, hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> that was off I'm, I'm looking at only saw in the window. Oh, I wish I could. Check it out. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> she was uncomfortable. Never did a podcast before, but it's fine. Yeah. No, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a good time. Oh yeah, it's a very casual environment. You know, it's we're full of tangents wherever the afternoon takes us. It's a nice day, but I'm happy I'm in my basement for once because it's hot out and we had to turn on the air conditioning for the first time in like we had like a little heat wave like a month ago, but I'm I'm jealous. I haven't you had have to till now. Yeah, what in Seattle did people just not have air conditioning? No. So actually I just had a, a long conversation with a friend about this yesterday sorry sorry a what conversation a long conversation <laughs> oh yeah I'm, a long I'm, con- uh, from long I'm island from long island mostly uh spent my time in connecticut but the accent has uh plagued me uh even here on the west coast though it's died down i just lot. want people to know because <laughs> you know they might be confused to be like wait 
Does Seattle even have an accent? Because you no. don't sound like you're from Seattle is what people would be confused, right? Well, I've noticed that I don't <laughs> hear any accent in the Pacific Northwest as a whole. I, I Maybe I'm just blind I think to it's it. because, yeah, I think it's because humans weren't meant to live there. <laughs> it's too shitty. No, it's, <laughs> I live in the Midwest. I shouldn't be talking, but like a place that oh, I is love it here. that rainy and cold like it's, you might as well live in england no, where you're see, at that's right the now thing. this is the warmest place i've ever lived um which doesn't say much because i've really? lived in vermont and canada before this so. come on new york and new jersey can have blistering oh, summers yeah. just like we can but, and it smells like garbage yeah. but the winter, <laughs> there's like no winter here so the winter is just rain oh, nice. there's there's maybe a few days of snow honestly i'm i'm i don't miss the snow so I'm really enjoying this uh, change of pace. Yeah, no, that's that's great. So we, uh, yeah, we were just getting to know each other, talking before the int- the intro about. Uh, I should just do like a like a Valley Girl accent or something, just some random or or like. Well, being from Chicago, I should do the Chicago. you know the su- the super fans off of SNL. Ooh, right? Yeah, I I I did have a a nice Polish sausage a couple nights ago. <laughs> Uh, some grilled onions on on there, and I don't. I I never had that thick of an accent because I was from a suburb that was well off, and like I probably picked up most of my accent from bowling my whole life from the bowling alleys because those are the pe- the people that go bowling, uh, serious bowling. You know, it's all a Chicago Pollocks, and that's where the accents are. Oh yeah, the work the working class folks, the real people, the White Sox fans, the uh, and yeah, Cubs fans, bunch of yuppie. Rich white people, all the real people uh, that are cool, like the White Sox. That's right. Hate, I went there. I can't pretend to hate on yuppies because living so much of my life in Connecticut, I feel like makes me pretty, sure. pretty uh, guilty. Yeah, but like, uh, you know, like raised on punk rock, I was told to hate hippies. But as I grew up, I'm like, we all want the same things. They just smell worse, though. There are a lot of horrible smelling punks out there. You know, all those bike punks and stuff that just, you know, bike around all day and never shower. Yeah. Kind of ripe. In Connecticut, I grew up in uh, Sandy Hook, Connecticut and um, Newtown Sandy Hook. And for some reason, our music scene was just for teenagers creating ska bands like everyone Hell yeah. everyone, had, everyone was really into ska like well ska music awesome. is so fun it's like the well, okay. okay so like six like six people shared this meme with me within a week that has uh it's a promo photo of real big fish and the singer who just looks like a total doofus you know he's got the mutton yeah, chops the he's mutton wearing shop. like a hawaiian shirt right like a pompadour he's like has his guitar he's in front of everybody he's like yeah he's got like this face everyone else in the back the whole rest of the band is flipping him off and the meme says uh what is it Ska music is the, uh, what is it? The audio representation of a kid who just got extra mozzarella sticks or something like that, right? exactly what, okay, so someone else sent like a meme that had like the exact same thing. And when it, when I read that, I started laughing because I was like, honestly, this, this isn't that inaccurate. Um, there's something about Ska I don't know, especially in my town, it just really, uh, at least my age group, uh, it just really blew up. Uh, I, uh, for me, I got into ska early because of uh, Kablam, 
Uh, that so yeah 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 so i think you're a little bit younger than me do you mind saying how old you yeah, are uh, i am 28 okay oh, oh <laughs> those were the days well well at least at least you haven't spent uh your last of your 20s in a pandemic that's pretty fun <laughs> oh god being being a teacher with 17 years under my belt there were a handful of new teachers last year where their first year of their career their first year teaching was cut short and go, and went to e-learning and i'm like oh my god like that's, would i have been able to handle that it's insane yeah that's that's really I mean, a lot yeah. i mean it's Okay, I found the meme. Oh, I yeah, found yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, it says, I once heard Scott described as what plays in a 13-year-old kid's head when he gets extra mozzarella sticks <laughs> and nothing in the world is more accurate. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. People kept sharing it with me, and I'm like, yeah, okay. The f- yeah, I yes, I agree. The first time I agreed and the fifth time I agreed. <laughs> Yeah. That makes me think. Uh, yeah, and then, and then I said, "This is the fifth time this has been shared with me." <laughs> and then my friend Scott, I used to play in a band with, he says, "Why do we all see this and send it to Greg Simpson?" <laughs> There's just something about you. They're like, "Greg will appreciate this." But then I said, "I've never owned a Real Big Fish album," which is true. And uh, I said, "I never really liked them." And their front man is like a ska Harlan Wayans. <laughs> I like Harlan Wayans. Uh, and I said, replace the pick with a goofy Aquabats pick. And now yes. we're talking. Aquabats, absolutely. Aquabats has definitely even written songs about mozzarella sticks. Like, they, they've had, like, Pizza Day. <laughs> right, Pizza, yeah. Right. I, love, uh-huh. I used to love them. Um, they, uh, oh, they're great. They are, that second album with Travis Barker drumming on it, that's the best drumming that Travis Barker's ever done. Because yeah. in a ska band, that's where you're allowed to have like roto toms and do like ridiculous shit because the guitars are just going so you can go like that's my favorite record that he's played. I just love that band because they just go all out on whatever the hell they want to sing about and perform. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love any band that really, like, yeah, Aquabats is like, you know, a ska band, but they experiment so much that they always go outside of just that. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, so they, with, they put their all into it. No matter how goofy people think they are, they really, they go all in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same with, um, they yeah. might be giants. And, like, all of my favorite bands I've noticed are bands that I find difficult to describe. Like, like mm-hmm. uh, I was telling my friend that I was about to be on this podcast, and they were like, oh, what kind of band is They Might Be Giants? Like, what's their, what does their music sound like? And I'm like, uh... Well, uh, <laughs> you have like ten minutes for me to go through every. It's I've always found it difficult to to describe them. I'm just scrolling through my Twitter messages here. Did we we never actually talked on Twitter? I think I made a tweet. Help me remember because my memory is horrible. Because I'm I was looking for. I'm always looking uh, for more diversity in my guests list. Um, because yeah. it's very easy to track down dorky white guys <laughs> like myself. Like we're just like it's like shooting fish in a barrel. But um, so I, I think I made a tweet about it, and you may have just emailed me. So what, wait, what, what is your Twitter? What's your Twitter okay, handle? Okay, so my Twitter handle is M E R Z B zero W Mersbow with a, a zero. There you uh, are. So what happened was. Uh, I think the first thing that happened was you had tweeted about 
uh, is anyone who's like a They Might Be Giants fan also a Daniel Johnston fan? And I was really yeah. excited because it was the first time ever that I would have both of my tattoos recognized by anyone. Yeah. Uh, only one time <laughs> has someone recognized like my They Might Be Giants what? tattoo in person. And he just this guy came up to me in the grocery store and was like, is that an Apollo 18 tattoo? I turned around so excited. I almost dropped what I was holding. I was like, yes, it is. What's up, like, dude? High five. I, know. I was like nerding out. It was amazing. Uh, other than that. <laughs> I dropped my, my pickles. My, uh, my mom's not quite a fan of of the tattoos, but, you know, she will deal. She'll just deal. just anti-tattoo in general uh, or those specific tattoos? I think both. <laughs> I think, I think she, she doesn't like when I get tattoos, um, but also I all of the tattoos I want, I can tell are things aesthetically that she would not really be a fan of. Um, well, is she a fan of, I'm looking at your, your Twitter, and is she a fan of the very sexy snakes that you have on your <laughs> <Yes>. so, <laughs> These snakes, parents, man, they're, they're stacked. <laughs> so, yeah, so full disclosure, I'm a huge furry. Thanks, Internet. Internet really has done a number on me. Um, my, my Instagram is a lot more normal, I promise. Uh, or Oh, yeah, the different <laughs> social media is you can let loose more on some than others. Yeah, it's kind of like it, my Twitter is almost like my second identity um, just in terms of what I... Fievel. Uh, Fievel goes west. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> What? Yeah, it's great. I, I, I just got it on VHS. I just, yeah, <laughs> I just like had the username from a long time ago. From a, just, uh, it happened to be an available username, and I was like, sure, that's a name. And then all of a sudden, everyone was like making American Tail references to me, and I was like, I have no idea what's happening, and I still haven't seen it. Oh, so great! Also, just the name Fivel is just cute. So, can you explain to me what scalies are? <laughs> So this pod- what is going so on? Taking over this podcast, I guess, to become a, a scaly uh, educational. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so pretty much, uh, I've been on the internet since pretty much since I found out Neopets was a thing in like 2000. Maybe even I don't before know what that. that. It, it was just like this online. It's still around. It's this online virtual pet website. It had. It was uh, huge at the time, and it's it's still around. I think it's still like relatively popular. Uh, but it got me into uh, if you like look it up. There's like some you know little cute creatures that like you can. Did they all up. have a uh, huge? Did no, they all have that, huge breasts that, as well? That was me. That's my <laughs> that's my uh, artistic. Flair. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not going to complain. <laughs> hey, you got to draw what you got to draw. You know? <laughs> no, I've just, I've always loved um, pinup art, like 50s pinup art and, and everything. Sure. So I think it's just uh, inspired me a lot. Um, yeah. I, I, I like uh, just drawing characters and it, and it just kind of happened. But yeah, so pretty early on, I, on uh, the internet, I discovered uh, a lot of, uh, I found deviant art <laughs> and uh, all yeah, these old, yeah. <laughs> older gallery sites, old web comics uh, that are still around, like um, that had started in the nineties. 
And I just kind of fell into like that scene online uh, socially. It was how I made yeah. a lot of internet friends that I still have today. Uh, but I've also in in real life have always been a huge lover of lizards, like lizards and sharks and everything. Hmm. So you know, all of these things kind of uh, came together in the end. Uh, but I think it's been awesome because finding creating this art, but also like finding these communities has been really life changing. And I've met like lifelong friends. I, I travel mm -hmm. well, before COVID. I used to travel to Chicago in the winter to meet up with everyone at the, at these conventions. And, uh, yeah. it's a ton yeah. of fun to be a, a literal party animal, you know? And <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. No, I've there. I mean, they're, beautiful illustrations of stuff that i've in a, a part of the internet i do not understand <laughs> but i can appreciate uh because i appreciate just artists and uh you know doing what you do so the subject line um the first email you sent to me was non-binary podcast guest yeah so you had i think you had just tweeted out that you were asking around for for more guests uh and I think you had specifically mentioned potentially having non-binary guests. And I think another friend of mine who was following your Twitter had tagged me in it. Cause, and, and so I saw that and I was like, oh, like, I've never been on a podcast. Like, that sounds kind of dope. I would, I would be down to <laughs> embarrass myself in front of whoever here oh. No one could embarrass themselves more than me, and I'm on every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put up a good challenge, for sure. Edit out the parts where I'm really embarrassing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the non-binary thing, I've been looking for, like I do these miscellaneous trans episodes, and we're about to do the third one. Nice. I had heard a few of them, uh, and... It was really, There's been two, it was yeah. really cool. That, that's something that I actually really noticed once I, um, I only pretty recently started reaching out online to these, uh, you know, they might be giants, uh, fan fandom spaces. And I was actually pretty happy and excited to like realize that like, there's a lot of, of like cool, queer, you know, trans non-binary people, uh, who are fans yeah. and also like I, I've noticed a lot of songs that I've personally related to in that regard uh, others others like I saw them discussing Dr. Worm and others that I was like yeah honestly I, uh, I, I it's just exciting to be a part of a community that I think um, appreciates and, and understands that uh, there's there's interpretations within their songs, but also just a lot of like, just straight up uh, cool people who are like in the community. It's made it, it's made it really welcoming. Clearly we've hit it off and I hope that you are no longer nervous uh, yeah, about being no, on this podcast. I, because, I'm, I'm really know. excited. I mean, this is like, I haven't really gotten to meet a lot of people in real life um, that are like fans of, they might be giant or, you know, like big, big fans of They Might Be Giants. If I mention it, they're like, oh, like, I like uh, the Malcolm in the Middle theme. And I'm like, yeah, like, right. like I right. do too. I, 
but you know, it's, it's, it's a great song, but yeah, it's, it's right. exciting to get to talk about it in a way that I've yeah, never like, wait, hot gone. dog is them too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was one of the ways that, that got me into them because I was such a nineties kid. I was born in 92. I, my earliest memories of they might be giants were Malcolm in the Middle's theme, which I became obsessed with, and I downloaded it uh, on my first... The first CD I ever burned uh, was like this album, yes. this music compilation called Party Lizard. Uh, I, I designed... <laughs> I know. I, I, I designed, I designed it in MS Paint, the album cover, and it yes. had like a bad lizard on it with like a party hat. <laughs> And uh, Joker. Do you still Paul. have this? Cause I, yeah, it's somewhere in like, it's somewhere. Please let me tweet yeah, it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it. Episode. And if not, I can do an artistic rendition because it's ingrained in my memory. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would be like when they show like uh, stuff at true true crime dramas <laughs> yeah. where it's like artist rend- artist rendering. Yeah, like, dramatic like, <laughs> reenactment of party lizard. It's twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight year old you recreating the art of yeah. What songs uh, were in it? So get ready for this because this was. I would say a borderline experimental music compilation. Okay. It had, it had, uh, hit me. The, it didn't have the full version of boss of me. It just had the, the, uh, a slightly longer Malcolm, the middle theme version. It had the meow mix, uh, commercial, the jingle, <laughs> like the meow, 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 meow. Yeah. Sure. I know you can read my thoughts, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I was six when I made this. Um, it had Backstreet Boys. And it had yes. uh, what song? Oh, uh, hmm, Backstreet's Back. Tell me why. Backstreet's Back. Yeah. Right. All right. So I love Backstreet Boys. <laughs> that was probably my first favorite band. Um, so, were you required as a uh, a young person? Uh, were you required? (laughs) Yes, a young lassie required to pick between NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, or were you allowed to like them both? I hated NSYNC. (laughs) There you go, right? You had to pick a side. It's like Beatles, Rolling Stones, right? I didn't even know it was a choice I had to make. It just happened that, yeah, you're really uh, slighted against the other. Um, And And there's no reason you would need to pick, but you just do. (laughs) <laughs> right. Beatles and Stones, both great. You don't need to pick, but you picked an allegiance if you were a teenager in the 60s. Yeah. I mean, after growing up in a whole Yankees versus Red Sox battling ground that was Connecticut, uh, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I, I'm pretty used to having to pledge allegiance to one side of something meaningless. Oh, I feel that. <laughs> Same thing here. Like, yeah, Connecticut doesn't have any professional teams. Indiana has basketball and football, but they don't have a baseball team. So if you're in the South, you usually you're rooting for the Reds, uh, especially in that quadrant where I taught before Southeast. Um, but now I'm up in the, the northwestern part of Indiana, and we're like within striking distance of Chicago. I mean... It would be a quicker trip to get to the South Side to go to a Sox game. But yeah. everyone is like a Cubs fan here. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just the fair weather fan thing where like, yeah, they won the series most recently. Not, what was that, 2016? Not that recently. We won it in 2005. 
you know, and I just, it's like, you, uh, well, I like to tell them, I'm mean, like, if they're like socks, like I'm wearing a socks hat or whatever, my, my students, like I'll wear a sock shirt or whatever on a Friday and they're like socks, boo. I'm like, yeah, you like the Cubs? I'm like, why do you like the Cubs? I don't know. Cause my dad does. Why does your dad like the Cubs? I don't know. Oh, cause you're a fair weather fan is just like, I'm like, I'm from Chicago. I'm a White Sox fan. You don't have a team. You don't get to choose. <laughs> See, that's how I always felt was like, um, I mean, I, I was never really, my family, my whole family wasn't really like super huge on like sports. Um, my mom would beg to differ, but I, I'm going to say yeah, objectively yeah. that like our family wasn't much of a sports family. And so, just baseball over here. Yeah. yeah, we. I did go to a fair amount of baseball games. Um, I don't understand football. Me at neither. All. I've just never cared. And now that I'm living in Seattle, uh, Seahawks is uh, the team here, and they're huge. And it now I'm kind of starting to get like, oh, like when you live in a place that like has like a fairly good football team, also. I'm like, okay, I kind of get it now. Like I'm getting a little more hyped up and, and, you know, I see like everyone's like proud to wear like Seahawks stuff. It's just, um, I don't know. Oh yeah. I grew up in Chicago (laughs) in the nineties. I mean, everybody watched the bulls, like the dynasty era, Jordan Pippen, Rodman. I mean, Steve Kerr, all these guys, like I was swept up in it and I'll play pickup basketball, but I never played. I think even I I only play baseball. Michael Jordan, like, plush toy as a kid like everyone was obsessed with with the bulls space jam yeah i was i liked scotty pippen and steve kerr because they were the guys who didn't get as much spotlight as they would have on another team because michael jordan just hogged the ball the whole time (laughs) i was a fan of like the shrimpy white guys that would shoot all the threes (laughs) and then the more underappreciated like scotty pippen would have been the star on nearly any other team um but jordan overshadowed him and gave him the ball sometimes uh rodman was cool because he was oh, like he the was rock, yeah i was gonna weirdo. say he was this he had style he had style. i love the, the different I hair. walked around in dresses love yeah I think wearing wearing awesome. dresses out in public like oh yeah he was like really pushing like he was in chicago like if he was if, if he was on the pacers you know in indianapolis or something like that maybe uh his dress stuff would have been more shocking but i think in chicago people were like oh that guy oh, yeah. he's yeah, a like, goof. oh that rascal actually i had just keep getting the rebounds i had uh, watched the last dance documentary uh as it was airing and i just kind of forgot i guess like a lot about like how strong like their personalities all were and uh, afterwards, yeah. I oh, like yeah. for a week, I just obsessively drew like fan art uh, and you know cartoons of them and uh, the yeah, bulls. Yeah, it was, it <laughs> nice. Was, that was a pretty cool documentary. To I, I liked it more for its insight on the other members. Michael Jordan was was cool, but I always found it kind of funny. It kind of became the meme. Like he always was like, I took that personally. And like, <laughs> every every single right. thing, he's yeah. like, and that hurt personally. <laughs> <laughs> or like Jordan, like, you know, watching, there'll be like a frame of something. And then it's like Jordan, like laughing at the iPad, like as they're yeah. showing him some scene, you know, him reacting, hit the reaction memes were pretty strong after that came oh, out. Yeah. You should, if you want to draw me a picture of Frank Thomas, that, that he was my hero. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to. Uh, just like, man. I got to draw more, uh, more people I admire, you know. 
So, so what, what was the first album you bought? So Malcolm in the Middle made it onto that mix CD. What was the first <laughs> album or like hit song besides TV stuff that got you into the band? So um, I think I had previously mentioned it while we were talking, but uh, I loved the show Kablam that was on Nickelodeon. Uh-huh. Like that might be one of the single most influential shows I've watched as a kid. Um, wow. it, it got me into ska because uh, the opening theme song was Two Tone Army by the Toasters. Um, yeah. And, and I always like, I was like, what is that? What is that song? It's awesome. And my brother had this ska compilation, like ska party, 1999. Uh, And if you look up the cover, it is the most nineties ska. Oh, it's great. It is ska party. Ska party, 1999. (laughs) <laughs> I think I like. I love the names of comps. I, uh, I love that album because that that got me into. I was in, I think, second grade when I got oh, that. Oh, this album. is fantastic! Oh, it's got Rascal King starts oh, with it, Rascal it King by the Boston. It has some good ones and some weird ones. I, I'm I'm a big fan the of Scofflaws. It. Yeah, they got a mustard plug. There you go. The song William Shatner was a was a great solo. Um, so was the toasters? So, oh, so the the two tone army was the song. Yeah. So they got dub fifty six on this comp. Pie tasters. Yeah. Pie tasters is another one of my favorites. Um, Blue meanies though, as a Chicago guy, nice. Blue meanies all the Honestly, way. Honestly, I love the because of this album. Like their compilation, I had gotten into all of those bands. Um, but back to Kablam, it, it they had uh, the Doctor Worm music video. I'm sure you're right. Very, familiar with uh, oh yeah and that was mm. like oh that was another one that made it onto the party lizard so that was <laughs> 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 just call back call back to the most important <laughs> the real most important uh album compilation party lizard dr yeah, worm dr worm he works hard he plays dr. hard dr worm was a huge uh, that was probably one of the first songs i ever got like obsessed with when I like listen sure. to songs, I like have to listen to them like ten times in a row, over and over. Just like if it's in my head, I, I need to to listen to it, or else it's just gonna be oh, going through my head the whole day. Same, same for me. I think a lot of people, I think people probably start to realize now that I don't just listen to They Might Be Giants. I mean, honestly, I talk about them so much and listen to them so much is research for the podcast that I still play them for fun. I haven't like ruined them for me. They're obviously (laughs) more and more my favorite band. But when I have the chance to listen to something else, I mean, right now I'm listening to Hot Snakes. Are you familiar with Hot Snakes? No, I'm not. Okay, so John Reese, who came up in Drive Like Jehu and uh, Rocket from the Crypt, um, all these cool bands. He's just like a garage rock shouter. And Hot Snake's Suicide Invoice is the name of the album. The song Paid in Cigarettes is like this garage rock song that has 7-4 in it. It has uh, the whole outros in 6-4. I just figured it out. I'm like, why why does this chord progression feel like it recycles in such a weird spot oh it's in six four or you could say four four two four 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 two four six four outro and i'm just like i'm gonna steal these tricks and like i'm writing a song for my my more punk band doppelpopolis i'm like i'm totally gonna write myself a hot snake style song because 
there's no reason that punk bands can't throw odd time signatures in there. You don't have to be rushed to have uh, meter changes. They Might Be Giants are proof of that. They don't do a ton with meter changes, but key changes and shit like that, like weird chord progressions. You know, in 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 window, uh, the I mean, even in window, once we get to talking about the chord progression, which I always yeah. do, um, even in a minute long song, it's still pretty bizarre are you looking up hot snakes was, is that what you're I typing was just looking up hot snakes because i was like i haven't heard of them i was curious just listen okay listen to a little bit of paid in cigarettes uh and make it at least through the verse you'll hear the seven four stuff it's pretty cool yeah i, I will uh, and then and then maybe skip to the last 30 seconds because it's it's great i so i'm good. a huge like uh one of my favorite genres of all times is is a uh, garage garage punk and garage rock uh yeah. a lot anything that's like mm, i just love that sound and they're always from california yeah but it's always big there and yeah yeah or uh sweden uh <laughs> the, the hives the hives are one of my favorite bands of all oh, time yeah I don't know, but I listen. People know I like punk rock, but like a lot of stuff that does not sound like they might be giants at all. But stuff that Flans and Linnell probably both liked, at least in their younger days, because they like that post punk stuff. I mean, if Flans doesn't already like Hot Snakes, he would like Hot Snakes. They are a very, very good guitar band that just like goes forward with their gut, but then if you really pay attention to it, you're like, there's a lot of complexity here. Yeah. You know, they're shouting at me, but it's in 7-4. <laughs> I like a lot of... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll say that They Might Be Giants is by far my most listened to band. I would be curious to see what oh, Spotify yeah. says about that, like stat-wise. Though I only started using Spotify. Yeah, I was going to say... Are I, you last FM? I used them. Um, I had all of the CDs like downloaded for so long that I was just using that on, on iTunes for, for a long time until I finally dropped, dropped iTunes. Uh, but so, so here's my top, uh, artists on last FM. Okay. So they might be giants and I don't scrabble stuff half the time where I'm listening on vinyl or CD or whatever, but they might be giants is 2,400 plays above <laughs> number two, which is, which is the mountain goats Ooh. very quickly followed by the beach boys, the uh, masked intruder, Jesus and Mary chain, me first in the gimme gimme oh just cracked God. it after I made a playlist. I made a playlist that goes original gimme's original <laughs> gimme's and it's an eight, it's an eight hour playlist where it's like, it's not even all their songs, but it's like Whitney Houston, where do broken hearts go? Me first in the gimme gimme's where do broken hearts go? <laughs> Paul Simon, me and Julio Demet Schoolyard, me first in the game, he's Demet Schoolyard. Yeah, and then David Bowie, Ramones, Modest Mouse, that rounds out the top 10. Then Nerf Herder is at 11. Uh, Perry was just on an episode. So, like, other than They Might Be Giants, you listen to a lot more guitar heavy stuff, mostly, um, like me. So, yeah, definitely a lot of guitar. I would say that my top bands are all ones that I think. Uh, I've, I've noticed from They Might Be Giants fans, like these bands are kind of adjacent uh, in terms of right. maybe themes or fan base or just general weirdness. I, I listen to a lot of Ween, I'm a huge, huge fan. Sure. Um, yeah. Daniel Johnston. Uh, really a big one for me is Lemon Demon. Uh, that keeps coming up, and I need someone to make me a best of because... I could totally do that like, for you. It is... 
I need someone to curate a, like these artists where you come into them like they might be giants. Like even people I've had on the podcast who are more famous people, but like they only know the first four albums like Adam Gorn. He's like, I don't know anything newer than the year 2000 or whatever. Well, I guess he, he knew the kids albums, Alphabet of Nations, because they came out when his kids were small. Oh, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. His, his kids are teenagers now. So I'm like, hey, I got a best of. It's like four hours long, but it's at least curated to like 100 songs or whatever, 150. It's not 900. And he's like, yeah, yeah, send it over. And so like I need someone to show me around Lemon Demon because Owen Blaufus was on and was talking about them a ton. And I learned about them because they covered Birdhouse like way back. Oh, yeah. And that that got played on the podcast and i'm like i don't know who this is and everyone's like you don't know lemon demon i'm like no i i would say that at least for me there's kind of an interesting connection between they might be giants and lemon demon uh because yeah so i've heard one of the other earlier once i was really online a lot um i the two the two things that i was super obsessed with were flash animation and and home, <laughs> and home star runner which you know is is flash animation as well yep. just, so so all of that and home star runner obviously had a lot of connections to they might be giants um they did those awesome uh, performances together with the puppets but uh, the weird one that really stuck with me was uh there was this animation art movement i guess you could call it uh called animutation if you're familiar with that. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. that was started, or like, uh, yeah, I would say that was started by uh, Lemon Demon, uh, also known as Neil Cicerega. I'm sure I butchered right. his last name. Uh, but he is just someone throughout my whole life, I've loved everything he does. Uh, so there was this animutation uh, flash collab where all these different flash animators came together uh, to each animate like a, you know, however long, however many seconds long uh, take from one of the songs from Fingertips. So the whole thing is mm. uh, Fingertips uh, and each song is animated by like a different person and it's really weird and it's oh, awesome. Oh, I've seen yeah. this. Yeah, and it, and it that I was like obsessed with. And uh, I actually got into flash animation um, pretty soon after that. Uh, I sucked at it, but I just was so inspired. I was so inspired by everyone. Uh, the fingertips episode was more than two years ago at this point, but I'm pretty sure I stumbled upon that around then, oh, nice. uh, researching that. I was just, I'm just like scrolling through my last FM stuff now, which I always <laughs> loved. I, I love, I love data if it's about music. Um, nothing else. And so here's my, scr my top 10 scrubbles, scrabbles for, uh, the past week. Okay. All right. And it pretty much tells what I've been listening to and what I've been podcasting about. Number one, paid in cigarettes by hot snakes. Number two, LAX by hot snakes. Number three window by the movie <laughs> giants. Number four, trouble awful devil evil by the movie giants. Number five, I don't want to hear it by minor threat. Six cash out and seven epic problem, both by Fugazi, uh, or Fugazi, depending on if you pronounce it correctly. 
correctly. <laughs> uh, eight, eight, Fane Amnesia by the MIP Giants, which I recorded last oh. week. Uh, and then nine and ten are both by Koraki, Ian, Ian McKay's newest band, Clean Kill and Hard to Explain. And then after that goes to a bunch of Dinosaur Jr. Oh. Um, yeah. So, Window, how did you choose Window? Are you a huge John Henry fan? So, yeah, so I really like John Henry. I know that that's a very controversial one when it comes to uh, no you know that's i think is in an illusion yeah i think yeah. it was more in the past because of hey it's not a duo anymore what the fuck guys you sold out i don't you, <laughs> you know it's like uh, instead of a drum machine <laughs> We're already on a major label. We already sold yeah. out. Uh, that well, that was never a concern of theirs, uh, despite coming from somewhat of a punk art scene in in New York. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, I mean, I think it's an old school like OG fan kind of splitting point where people are like duo era full band era but these days i mean for people even my age and especially people as young as you i think in the shit posting groups people like to give john henry shit just because that's what a shit posting group is oh, yeah. for um but i think really there's a lot of love for um john henry I think it's and honestly i'm album. also I'm I'm also just realizing that we have more covers than we thought, so we're gonna have to go back to this because apparently Bandcamp search features are oh, not wow. good. Because it just dawned it just dawned on me that uh, in 2019, my friend Ekalepchi Okembo, how did I forget about this? Organized through they might be shitposting Facebook group a John Henry tribute album for its 25th anniversary. Oh, wow. So. We're going to have to go through these, and I will send you a link to this over email right now. Um, yeah, I'm excited. That has... Okay, so this is 45 tracks oh, long, damn. so there's multiple windows. Let me see how many windows there I are. I really like... How many, how many, how many I windows? I really like this song, by the way, like, uh, according to Spotify. So according according to Spotify, it's it's my most listened to They Might Be Giants song. Um I, ah, because I yeah. really, really like their short songs. I, they just, they sure. have so many that I'm just like such a huge fan of. Um, I, I love, uh, I mean, obviously fingertips is a, a huge reason why I also chose Apollo 18 for the, for the tattoo. Uh, I love that well, it's, album. It's and my favorite artwork. Yeah. It also as well, makes yeah. the coolest tattoo. So that, that helps. But, um, I love like even here comes science, which is 15 seconds long. I'll like just play it on loop because they're so good at jingles. They are like really good. at Uh Anything short, like it never feels, it always feels like the perfect length. Um, it's kind of like how. Have you listened uh, to the Have you listened to the Dunkin' Donuts so coffee EP? That's what I was gonna bring up. That's <laughs> what I was gonna bring up. So, like, I've always loved They Might Be Giants, but I think what kind of threw them into like me realizing just how much they like meant to me was the fact that um, on TV I'd hear their hilarious yet catchy Dunkin' Donuts jingles. They did a few for Cartoon Network that were great. The Courage the Cowardly Dog one was like, um, I I had that on my, I had a rip of that on my iPod for uh, for a while. Uh, (laughs) iPod. Uh, (laughs) Oh, God. I know. I had one. 
Do I still have it in the Mine's desk? Somewhere. I think I gave it to my daughter. I gave it to my daughter to use as a fake <laughs> cell phone. Yeah, I have like a iPod Nano somewhere. Um, so yeah, I just love, I love short songs that get stuck in my head. I know it's, I know it is longer, but um, oh, do not forsake me and Window are both my two favorite tracks from the album. Uh, I don't, sure. I don't know why. I don't. <laughs> I just get drawn to like weird, weird vocals. Uh, probably another reason why I like Ween, because Ween, um, it, that song reminds me of a Ween song. Like Window gives me Ween vibes, with, sure. uh, especially like the lower pitch, uh, altered voice. Okay. Um, the, Would you have an example like a Ween song in particular that we should drop in that might remind you? Of? Yeah, I would say anything off offhand. I would say Tried and True. And uh, Ocean Man both are like good examples of like that lower pitch. They have a lot that do that. Um, in terms of the actual energy of the song, um, it's kind of hard to say because they're a bit hard to uh, compare to at times. But but I know that they get that like they have that same like pitch shift effect where they like uh, adjust the master pitch. They record the cassette and then alter it. Um, so that kind of reminded me of Window. Kind of reminded me of Ween and Ween being like okay probably my second favorite band I, I just like I, I noticed this similarity that uh, I couldn't kind of shake and yeah I would say I would say if I had to think of a Ween song Tried and True is probably a good one just the vocals just really the vocals um, I mean both they might be Giants and Ween both do a lot of audio distortion with their vocals um of mm -hmm. all ranges and i've always found that really interesting um i mean also another song while i'm on the on the topic of like similarities uh -huh. of like uh lowered pitch altered voices uh <laughs> modest mouse's pistol I, uh, I have oh, a yeah. really, okay, so my, my bad, That's a weird my song. bad music opinion that has gotten like my friends to yell at me is that Pistol is my favorite Modest Mouse song. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? No, I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> I, I, just, I love that song. I, uh, probably again, because so, I'm just like, it's just a mean song. That one way uh, more than, than Window, because it's just violent and aggressive and unpleasant um i, I will song. uh i will drop a little bit of that in because it's not a classic modest mouse song it's from their last album actually i reviewed it on punk news let me look this up i want i think i mentioned pistol specifically and i mentioned not liking it let's see <laughs> uh, hold on okay i like an underdog you know i don't know i'll probably i could oh wait here we go okay 
And the fourth, yeah, the worst track on the record by far, though, is Pistol. I get it. Brock is playing a character who is a sexual predator, and the aggro stomp and harsh gating on the drums and fuzz on the bass all help make the character real, but it's just not good, and it's embarrassing lyrically. Isaac, you're way better than using a pistol as a metaphor for the male member. That's ACDC-level lowbrow stuff. <laughs> That's quoting, quoting myself from 2015. get it and i think i am pretty notorious for liking uh weird inaccessible music um i've kind of fucked my brain up i think oh same yeah uh i remember seeing this you know the iceberg tier memes where uh yeah yeah. that was like music genres and it went really deep like it the the final like the top iceberg or like the top of the ice cap was like, oh, you know, rock, uh, hip hop, R&B. And then towards the bottom was like harsh noise and uh, lower case and, and all these like, like, like the description was just like no longer attached to reality. And right. I, Vacuum cleaner music. The, some of the uh, songs I genuinely enjoy listening to like fall into like categories that have, have, pretty much hit the bottom of the iceberg and i was like oh okay here we go (laughs) i gotta repair i gotta repair my ears so i think with pistol uh because i love lean and i love like just unpleasant crude (laughs) sounding you know like that that song i immediately was like oh this this is great and i've played it on repeat like and my roommate at the time was like, what the hell are you playing? Like, you need to stop playing this. Yeah, I just put on yeah. headphones. Like, my God. And uh, I don't know. that. Uh, my, yeah, my wife listens to, we listen to most of the same music, and we appreciate a lot of the same stuff. She just has a lower tolerance for volume, for one, and uh, dissonance. Mm-hmm. So, like, we have, in our band, even though Outdoor Vlor is a fairly melodic band, um, I use a lot of distortion. I use a lot of fuzz. I do a lot of feedback. That doesn't bother her. It's more like Sonic Youth or like Fugazi, where there's like dissonant guitar uh, harmonies and stuff, and a lot of shouting and stuff like that. And like, she's not a big fan of '80s hardcore, like anything where they're like yelling at you. Like, she can appreciate Hot Snakes to a degree, where like you know the guitar parts are cool and there's some cool rhythmic and meter changes and stuff going on. But like. She doesn't like to be yelled at a whole lot. She likes melody. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how aggressive the music is, if if they're singing and not exclusively screaming. She can do some okay. screaming. But as long as it's not exclusively screaming. Yeah. I'll listen to a lot of, like, Mike Patton, huge Mike Patton fan. Um, I could, ne- you know, his voice I love me. it. But I, a lot of my friends like him. Hell. Also, uh, on the video game side... He's done a ton of voice work for for games. Like he yeah, has so, so really have you played Left for Dead. 
I, or at least uh, I, I, so I stopped, uh, N64 was okay. the last uh, system I bought new, but then my dad got a PS3 to use like the motion stuff and do some of the sports games. He stopped using it after like a year and I have inherited it and bought uh, the newest, like some of the newer Tony Hawk oh, games, nice. skating games. Uh, I have Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5 and San Andreas and I have Red Dead Redemption. Those are the only games i know Wait, those are, <laughs> that are those from are the past great, 10 years those are some great choices also tony, tony i beat grand theft auto 5 i'm pretty proud nice, of that nice but tony hawk games are other ones that like really got me into a lot of a lot of like great bands oh I mean, yeah they, it was pro skater one oh, and two yeah. holy shit especially like anything yeah. ska ska punk i was obsessed I, I think I bought one of them because I found out that a Blink-182 track was going to be in it. So, like, I, like, begged uh-huh. my parents for this game, like, and I loved it. All of the bands featured in those games, I was like, this is this is a match made in heaven. Like, I think, I, I, I know that a lot more modern games now are, uh, you know, having their own original soundtrack, but my favorite my favorite game soundtracks are always the ones that are just like awesome compilations. Like Jets at Radio Future is another great one for anyone into mm. electronic music. But for me, um, yeah, the Tony Hawk games and uh, Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero, like, oh, literally God, yeah. like, introduced like so many kids to so many really important songs and, and bands. And, I miss yeah. it. I miss I it because when I taught, yeah, like I said, when I first moved to Indiana, I was teaching in a very rural area, but all the kids had Guitar Hero. And I taught not only band and orchestra, but I also started a guitar club. And I could be like, oh, you know, Weezer. And they'd be like, yeah, you know, it was like, it wasn't, um, or like, oh, yeah, you know, Santana. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, God. Black Magic Woman. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Youth, you know, uh, cool thing. Like, they knew all these really awesome songs. And I mean, not that every song Guitar Hero was like my favorite song ever, but it didn't just have like the big butt rock, you know, classic rock shit yeah. or like big alternative hits. It had like Dinosaur Jr., you know, and like, I mean, my that, that guitar right there is a Dinosaur Jr., oh. uh, Jay Maskus signature guitar. Right. And like, I was introduced to them through skate videos, skate, like not skate video oh, games, but skate videos on VHS. The fish eye lens and the, <laughs> this just inspired me. I want to, I want to paint a, a, an Apollo 18 uh, skateboard deck now. I feel like. Oh God, cool. I would buy that in a heartbeat. Dinosaur Jr. puts out skate decks through Alien Workshop. Oh, uh, I almost got one. If, if, if they might be giants. I would join IFC at whatever level it costs to get an Apollo 18 skate deck. I've been planning or... on painting skate decks anyway, so oh I my think God. I'll have to put that at the top. I have a, uh, I could show you like one thing. It's not a, it's not a squid, but I had recently painted uh, like a big octopus. And um, so I really mm. want to do more uh, traditional painting. And I feel like there's a few in my yeah. album covers that would, the awesome inspiration yeah painting skate tech would be cool especially if you like i don't know if you have to put like a clear coat on it or something before you skate on it i'm not really sure how that painting yeah. system works for that but um i mean if you actually wanted to skate on it and not have it get oh, completely destroyed i would destroyed. love it to get destroyed um, honestly i think that 
that'd be a part of the Well, fun. yeah. I mean, <laughs> one, once you do a couple of board slides, right? But um, I also, one of my favorite logos of there is the squiggle cast your pod to mm. the wind one, especially the purple version. That would look cool going vertically down a board. Yeah. That would look really good. We are we are very chatty and very much uh, on tangents. So, window, do you think like usually I like to talk about the music first, yeah. but we've been talking about the altered vocals. Do you think there's any rhyme or reason to why he did altered vocals on this song specifically? Does it have anything to do with like the tempo or the music or the lyrics, or do you think he just felt like so, it? So, uh, you know. You know, actually, you know what? Before we talk about that, I'm going to drop in the demo okay. because he also does it yeah, on the yeah, demo. The demo is really similar. There's only a few. Uh, there's only a few differences that I've really noticed. was a catalog of men and women men the window 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 look at all the people in the window i'm checking out the people in- well, yeah, 59 seconds long that's the first difference because the other one is a full minute <laughs> that's because the window demo I don't know if it's too a click. I haven't dropped it in to find out, but it is slightly faster, like one or two BPM faster, barely negligible, enough to shave a second off of the runtime. What else? What other differences did you know? Because I actually changed the wiki. If you're looking on the wiki no. right now, I wrote those oh, differences yesterday. Interesting. Yeah. So I put for the demos, I put slightly faster than the Elm version, different keyboard patches used. So I, the only thing I really noticed was the, the pitch. There was like, a, there's a very subtle pitch difference that, that I've noticed. But other than a that, pitch difference. or like maybe it was because it was faster, it just felt like it was. Uh, a little higher pitched than uh, than the final one, but honestly, it really it really sounded. I think they're in the same key. Oh, okay, I mean, I could just be wrong because I was like trying to like I went into it with the mindset trying to find differences, but really, it yeah, was sure, really similar to to the final one, which was surprising because so many of the other demos, so many of those other John Henry demos are like pretty drastic differences yeah yeah this one he had it pretty much figured out and when it's only a minute long it was probably one where like almost like dial a song style like he probably um played on the demo probably played everything and they were i mean not not the demo but like the pre-demo demo demo. because here this is electra is paying for demos like they went into a studio these are studio demos they're not home demos yeah so like in the pre-demo demo that nobody has heard because you know there's one oh, yeah. linnell probably had drum machine and then it was just all keyboards right uh because in the album version linnell on vocals piano draw bar organ synth yeah, flute, synth flute definitely and then you got Flans on 
And it sounds like a Mellotron to me, though whether it's a really a Mellotron or a Mellotron sounding patch, it's kind of like that. I've talked about this before on Reprehensible. It's like that Strawberry Fields mm-hmm. Forever Mellotron patch. Sounds like it sounds like flutes. And then of course you got Flamesburg on electric guitar. There's a look at all those people. And then Tony Maimone and Brian Doherty uh, on bass and drums. Is that totally uh, uh, off base that I think that there's a pre demo demo? No, I mean. I mean, you could just look at their history. Well, I was going to say, like, you can look at their history and look at um, something that I always found really interesting about They Might Be Giants was, like, almost how open they are with sharing their early process, especially, like, those dialogue or dialogue songs. Like, you can really hear some of them transform multiple times into, like, then album versions. Um, and I would I would say that they probably there probably is a, a pre demo out there. Um, maybe they just because of the record company. Maybe it's just uh, buried or they. Couldn't. That's exactly what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, yeah. That that's what I was thinking is that, and I don't know this for sure. And someone will probably tweet me some old interview text or something where but i it does seem like maybe electra was like hey stop leaking the songs out beforehand and maybe wasn't like as iron-fisted as that but something where like because you'll hear dial song versions of flood songs of course and uh apollo 18 songs because a lot of songs sat and dial a song for years yeah. and then eventually came out but like john henry other than the proper demos, and it's awesome that they finally released it on CD and vinyl and stuff. Um, I think they should put it up on streaming. I don't know why they're still holding on to it like that, but uh, that's another discussion. But like, you don't hear Dial a Song. I'm, I'm sure there's some I'm blanking on again. Stuff that sat on Dial a Song for like four years, maybe. But there's not very many like crummy answering machine, super lo-fi, lovingly lovable lo-fi telephone recordings of john henry songs they're just they just don't exist or not that they don't exist but they never made it out into the yeah i i uh in preparation for this i was trying to do a deep dive to like really find uh any evidence of those but as a whole like a lot of them i just couldn't find streaming online or or somewhere i could download yeah. it um it is kind yeah. of a weird one but it is the one that i know that uh, I think it was Flansburg said that like no other album was like demoed as completely as John Henry. And I'm guessing because of, right. you know, uh, the, the changes with the um, music label and the fact that it was their first time or was it their first time working with a, a full backing band? Um, yeah. Yeah. The first album. Okay, yeah. I I feel like when it comes to that era, I, I I obviously was too young. That came out when I was two, so you know my ear. <laughs> I was probably listening to Rafi at the time or whoever was. Hell yeah, <laughs> Rafi rules. I, I think the earliest yeah. music I remember hearing was uh, probably the Beatles. I think the Beatles. I got really into Yellow Submarine. Um, Oh I yeah, sure. To that for hours. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> little Lisa, that's so um, cute. But yeah, so so when it comes to like this era of they might be giants, I kind of yeah, I just kind of go off of what um, you know fans have told me who've been around 
the era or just from my own online snooping of, of trying to track down some of these demos, which had been kind of hard. I was really excited when you sent me over the, um, the, the window demo because uh, for some mm-hmm. reason I had found like a download of them, but I couldn't, but it didn't have that one. It only had like a, a handful. Oh, that's yeah. Nice. I, I just need to oh. get into like better. I should probably use that Facebook group more to like. You need to buy it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've I, I need well, to. You won't find you won't find those in the Facebook group because people don't want to piss off the Johns. There's a reason they didn't put them on streaming. You gotta just 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 buy the CD. See, it's yeah, great. that's the thing. I didn't real. I I actually missed the I actually missed the memo that they were available to buy. Um, yeah, because yeah, because uh, before then, uh, when I had initially tried to find it um, in the past, when I was like really into the demos, yeah, that one wasn't available, and then I guess I just missed. 2018 was also a really hectic year for me, so I so I feel like I just missed a lot. Okay. Of, game development yeah. takes a lot of your brain cells, so <laughs> um, yeah, I'm definitely excited. I I will totally buy that that um, because I love John Henry. It's fantastic, and I would love to hear all of the demos. It's great because, like, I mean, it sounds like a punk album at times. It's very yeah, cool. Yeah, I love the use of guitar in that. And, yeah, I agree with the demo version of of Window. I think it's a bit more – certain things are a bit more pronounced that I think – when I was uh, listening to the album version to try and write down some notes about the instrumentals, it, it took me a while to, like, really realize, like, when the guitar comes in because it's so subtle – in in the final in the final one um mm-hmm. so i do i do like the the way they kind of ramp up each each instrument in that in that song yep yeah it's cool how it builds and like it's thicker and thicker yeah like it, it kind of starts off with just the um, piano and it, it almost sounded kind of like a ballad and the guitar like slowly comes in at the end of that first part like before that pause uh and then mm-hmm. i think it was like and the synth flute and that little, I, I don't know if you would call that an interlude or what. Because it's such a it's yeah a, interlude, a strange structure for a song, which is why it I like is. It. Like I, there's so much that goes on in a minute, and that's kind of what their, that's like their wheelhouse is like. Like you said with jingles, it's like in 20 seconds they can spin a whole <laughs> yarn or like catch your interest with something musical, yeah. and like it's just so quickly. And the song doesn't need to be any longer. Honestly, I didn't realize it was so short until I was looking at it for the song because I always I'm an album guy for the most part, mm-hmm. and uh, just I've been listening to John Henry since it came out. That was the first album that I got new like when it was just released and it's just part of the track list for me. And it's way down the track list. You know, it's a uh, third. Uh, yeah, it's uh so it's 17 out of yeah. 20. So it's thermostat window and then out of jail stomp box into the tour. So track 17 and it's sandwiched between a three minute song. Whoa, guys, <laughs> Calm down. rain yeah. it in. <laughs> 
Three minutes, 11 seconds. Wrap it up. Uh, so thermostat and then window and then out of jail, which is, you know, two and a half, pretty standard length. Um, and it just transitions wonderfully from thermostat to out of jail. And I always just, you know, not that I didn't think of it as his own song, but I never realized how short it was. Because, I mean, I was a punk kid, too. So, like, a minute, perfect. That's the perfect length. Yeah. And, and it, a lot does happen in that song, like, with, like, the fact that there's so many different... Uh, times for for build up and pause uh and also because i was listening to it a lot i noticed it loops really well because it's like the the mm-hmm. um structure oh you had it on yeah, repeat oh yeah because i always have songs on repeat to like get it out of my head which is probably not the thing i'm supposed <laughs> to do get it more I into know, your head i i'm <laughs> i'm really bad at that i think that's like my attention span will just like obsessively be like, hey, what yeah. if you listen to uh, Temporary Secretary by Paul McCartney uh, 50 times in a row? <laughs> uh, and uh-huh. I just picture my ears that way. But yeah, this song, like, this song really <laughs> loops well, uh, I think, because of its interesting um, uh, structure and how it, it pretty much repeats itself with like the interlude in, in between. Um, it just is like a slow yeah. buildup of backing instruments. And they all kind of, uh, before each of, because I kind of think of that song broken up into three parts. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how lyrics are written out, like at least on the wiki, it's like three stanzas. Yeah, and at the end of each of those where it's like that bump, 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 and then like the pause, each, each time that happens, yep. like a new instrument is like introduced that kind of ramps it up in like an interesting way. I don't know. There's a lot. That song is like really weird and, 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 uh, short, but the more I listened to it, uh, especially to try and like get thoughts, like, why do I, why did I choose this song? Like, why do I like this song so much? Um, I don't know. There's always like small, small things about it that I, uh, appreciate that I, haven't really gotten to vocalize before. I think that's something that's really interesting about about this podcast is like all these songs that I love, it makes me be like, okay, why do I love it? Like what about the instruments and and the lyrics and the themes about it like are really speaking to me? Same. Like, I mean, a lot of the songs that I've been doing, like I try to not just, I mean, obviously I'm not just doing the hits, I'm doing everything. But like songs that people pick that mean a lot to them. But for me, I was like, oh, I just kind of glazed over that track, you know, you know, whatever. It's it's good. But then I really get into it. I'm like, yeah, this song is pretty <laughs> great. And with Window, I always like Window, but it was kind of just like a passing track. But really, with They Might Be Giants, it really is all about uh, all the small <laughs> things. Uh, and, you know, with uh, just uh, how much they can cram into a minute. Yeah. It's impressive. The it was a catalog. Yeah, it was a catalog of many women, men, the window, window, window. Like, <laughs> no, like what does that even mean? Oh, we'll what do you make that. of that we'll, lyrically? We'll get into that. Well, let's get into it then. Cause the interpretations tab on the wiki, I haven't even bothered to oh, look at it because just like for a minute long song. There's seven there's eighteen oh, interpretations. That's actually, I'm impressed. I thought there would be like one crazy guy being like it's a window right. <laughs> no um well for me actually something like 
So I think when I had first signed up for this song, it was like, I don't know, sometime last summer, maybe. And I, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but with COVID and everything, it's like actually kind of given this song to me, like a, a new, a fresh, yeah. fresh uh, eyes yeah. on it. Because I mean, window, like right now I'm looking at you through a window. It's, you know, a little, little, uh, TV or a computer screen. Uh, and yeah. that's how I've seen most people for the past, however long it's been. I've lost all track of time. Even, even literal windows. And you hear about people like that with like elderly yeah. relatives, you know, pre vaccine and all that, like saying hi to grandma, saying, I love you, grandma, through a, a door, uh, uh, you know, a glass door. And uh, it's it's a really weird time to be alive, but it seems like we're coming out of it, and hopefully the idiots don't ruin yeah, it. Yeah, I got I had gotten my second I had gotten my second uh, vaccine uh, two weeks ago, so I'm good to go, Woo. feeling good. Uh, Vaccinated, oh, high yeah. five, high five through the window. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, really, when I started thinking about this song, and I was like, oh my god, like the because because I think a pretty like themes I picked up on through this song were like isolation and uh, maybe like introverted fear of other people, like uncomfortable around people. And I think just everything we've gone through in the past over a year now, um, I keep saying in the past year, but sadly that's not true. Um, yeah. It's just like, I, I kind of started realizing, I was like, Oh, like, I kind of can also relate to this now on that level of like, I'm only, especially from working from home. Um, I haven't seen my actual teammates uh, in over a year now. And I haven't seen my family in, in what will be close to two years now. Um, Are they all still on yeah, the East coast? Yeah. I, That's it, tough. It yeah. Sucks. I really, you know, I, it was my first time missing, uh, Christmas with them, but you know, I, I still had a good Christmas and, and I am hopefully flying, flying there in July because everyone's vaccinated. I will see what happens. I'm, I'm not like 100%. I'm still looking into like what's, what's safe to do, but, but if I can, my cousin's getting married. So I really want to like, I want to, you know, um, cool. I'm excited. So, yeah. so, and yeah, I'm so used to seeing people just through like screens or even when I go out to, to buy things, like every morning I go and get coffee and, uh, they have like a, yeah, coffee, coffee. There, <laughs> coffee I still, I, I love it. <laughs> I love SNL. it. Yeah. <laughs> the, <Another SNL. laughs> they might be giants are <laughs> uh, neither giants nor might they be. <laughs> Discuss. I didn't know where I was going with that before I got to the uh, end. Hey, hey, that's, <laughs> that's my brain. That's my dialogue 90% of the time. Um, but yeah, even there, there's like a, a screen, you know, like, and yeah, which I'm yeah. glad about, especially because it's like food and, and stuff. Oh. But it's like, but really, like, I realized while I was like trying to write down my thoughts about this song, I was like, huh, I guess I kind of am feeling called out by this song because so much of it. <laughs> has been being uncomfortable around other people and isolation. I think you mean uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable. It's un I can't even do it. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a the vocals in that are are so fun. I was very excited when you sent me uh, the live version because I was curious to see like oh like how is he going to perform this live? And honestly, I really liked Let's his take on it. Listen to I it. I really liked it. Yeah, I was. I'm kind of sad that they've only performed it nine times live. Oh God, I know. And then we can get back yeah. to the lyrics. So the one we're gonna hear, of course, from archivist, librarian, fact checker of the pod, John Ulysses. Um, you, you, uh, from nineteen. 19- <laughs> I'm like, there. This only was played nine times, and it's all in the nineties. Yeah, it was. So like, chances are, there's no recording of it. But then he sends me and maybe this is one that peter gritch uploaded because i downloaded a few of them and not all of them um 1998 so september 28th 1998 it was the seventh out of nine times that they played it because they played it even in the john henry era 1994 when the elm came out they played it october 29th and october 31st at irving plaza in new york and then nothing for four years and, and then, then they played it at Bumbershoots in Seattle. Ooh, okay, yeah. Wow. And then 98, they played it. Uh-huh. They played it. And then they played it six times in September of 98. And then one more time uh, in uh, October of 98. So we're listening to the one that's in the string of 1998 shows. Madison, Wisconsin, the Barrymore Theater. Let's check it out. What you think? So of that? I was, I had never heard a live version of Window before. Because I didn't think yeah, there were any. I, I had never either curious, until John sent it the other day. I was like, are they going to have like a something to alter his voice? Because I don't think they would. And uh, I, I actually really liked it. Like I actually liked his his take yeah. on it. I thought uh, like the vocals were really good. It kind of reminded me of like a live version of Oh Do Not Forsake Me. Where like for really right. for similar reasons, like you can't quite capture what was on the album. Um, so they just sang it, and honestly, I think I I thought it was it was great. Um, yeah, this I mean I would say that he's not altering his voice at all. He maybe ex- exaggerating his uh, his you know East Coast Massachusetts kind of. <laughs> like not to the degree of like wicked little critter, but he's kind of just he's maybe a little leaning into his you know they weren't from boston but they're lincoln massachusetts yeah uh 
roots you know he's not doing the wind yow that whole thing but it's a maybe a little different than just what his normal singing voice is like a pinch i don't know i think yeah, he put it's in cool. like a good like a good effort to like also sing it in like a because i think when it's songs like that like i always anticipate when i hear like the live version like they're gonna kind of be a little goofy about it and maybe not take uh-huh. the song as seriously but but uh, even with like uh, his take on the voice, like you can tell that he put in like 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 there's like it sounds good, like good good singing on it. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, the thing I noticed was like because I'm assuming that Window is not the most popular song. Like I was pretty surprised how many covers we found, but but uh, the yeah. audience at the end was was kind of like yeah like. You know, like it wasn't, it wasn't going to get the big, uh, you know, huge standing ovation, but you know. Yeah, it's that deep cut, you know, but it's a deep cut that every good album yeah. has. You know, you got to, the deep cuts got to be good or else you're just going to be a singles yeah. band. And they're not a singles band. They have singles, but they are an album yeah, band. Yeah, absolutely. And my favorite, probably my single favorite thing about They Might Be Giants is the fact that I've been listening to them pretty, pretty constantly for like my whole life. And there will always be another track or another weird EP or something that I will like get Uh obsessed with. And and even songs that like in the past I wasn't that big on, I will go back and, you know, be like, it'll be something I can't stop listening to. Another one that I had mentioned we had talked about a bit was lady and the tiger it's like a pretty recent one where like i yeah. kind of brush it off and and now i love it now it's one of my favorites on the track and uh now is strange is probably my current obsession oh yeah <laughs> i just fucking love that one one last thing i just wanted to say about like the lyrics meaning is that like i'm pretty sure it isn't an actual window i think it's it's uh, that feeling of not a feeling of feeling alienated and almost as a defense mechanism, pretending that sure. you're observing people through this window, because then it says like uh, one of the lines was, um, uh, I, what was it like thought there was a window? Um, I'm like blanking right now. Yeah, when I thought it was, yeah, it was, thought it was yeah. Window, and uh, then it's like he, he became uncomfortable when he kind of realized, I think, that there was no safety barrier between him and the people he's observing. That he basically is observing as if they're mm-hmm. catalogs of people. Um, I just found it really interesting. I, yeah. I, I see it as a really good representation of like how, for a lot of people who are maybe outcasts. Uh, and maybe that's also why the voice is pitched pretty low is because it's kind of uh-huh. hard to relate to someone who has such a strange altered voice. It, it kind of makes them feel more like an outsider um, trying to look mm-hmm. in and, and observe people. But uh, yeah, his, his uh, defense mechanism, I think, is like envisioning looking at people through a window. Right. Like that's how I, you know, I and it's something it. like, 
Yeah. You know, I've heard from a lot of people with anxiety issues and more introverted people than I that wearing a mask has honestly been kind of comforting to people because they feel like they're just kind of like, like they're not hiding, but they kind of yeah, feel like they're hiding like a, little a little bit. Little they're hiding part of their face. Safety blanket yeah. on your face. Your own little, <laughs> little, right. Your own little house you're peeking out oh, over I the miss, wall. I miss uh, smiling yeah. at people. So that's, that part's hard, you know? So uh, just one quick thing about the chord progression is very much in D major, um, but actually, hold on. It is not in D major. How You can't have D major and E major chords. There is no, there is no G sharp in the key of D. So let's see. And then it also gets a B flat in there. Just in that little, and then uh, it goes yeah. to the E minor. Yeah, the catalog of many Yeah. This. How do you come up with something this complicated in a minute? So yeah, there's. it's uh, very. <laughs> it's a very oh. complex song. Uh, every, every time I was listening to it. Um, I was appreciating like the backing instrumentals more and more, especially the bass. I really, I really enjoy in that. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of uh, hidden complexity in under a minute and they are masters. of. I think that. this song, I think this song is actually an E. I think it's an E and, and the key of E major. And then it goes to, I mean, it throws you off with that B flat, but even, I mean. So B flat is not in the key of E. Um, but then it goes to a regular B minor, which you would have in E. Um, yeah, it's hard to say because I think a lot of people that play play guitar that haven't taken theory, and I don't want to be like, well, hoity-toity music guy who went to school for it, but like, you don't have to start a song on the chord of the key it's in. There's you don't have to do that. Most rock bands do. You don't have to end the song on the chord that's in. Like typically, the last song is a better clue of to, of what key it's in than the first chord. Right, like one of the newest Outdoor Valor songs that's on Spotify, it's called First Song, mm -hmm. Last Song. It's in the key of G, but I started on C. I started on a C9. Um, and it's, it goes to E minor in the bridge and it goes back. I mean, I like a good key change. I'm not as crafty as Linnell. <laughs> but like, it, it kind of feels more like it settles on the E. Like, look at all the people in the window. Like, it feels more like it kind of settles there on the second chord. So I think it's an E. He kind of bounces over just to be weird and has that one B flat. And then it goes back to the uh, D chord. And then I think it goes from E major to E minor on the little bridge and then back to E major. So that's what I, I think... It's in the key of E major with a bridge in E minor, because that would make sense. It's called the parallel minor. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that would make sense to me. Um, yeah. But that's just this dork's uh, <laughs> guess. No, I, Who knows what I Linnell's love, doing? I always yeah. appreciate your insight, especially because right now I am trying to, to learn my first instrument, and I was like, oh, maybe this would be a fun 
fun song to practice on, you know? So yeah, so that's sure. And on bass, it's a little nicer. Like bass, when you're playing the root yeah. notes, you don't have to worry if it's major or minor. If you're a bass player like Weinkoff and you're walking <laughs> around, you need to know the key. You need to know each chord and key change if it's major or minor. But if you're just playing root notes, like you're playing an E for the E majors, you're playing an E for the E minors, the major or minor doesn't affect you. So uh, you can get past that hump. And then once you're really learning your keys and stuff and start walking around, then you'll have to worry <laughs> more about it. But yeah. D, 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 E, 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 E. I could do that. G, G, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this would be a good one because the chords move fairly slowly. And then the da na 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 na, that's always fun. <laughs> the eighth notes there. Yeah, there is, oh, there's a G and then a G minor. Yeah, it definitely is playing around with the key in that bridge. But I believe that the, the, the songs are bookended in E major, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, covers. Yeah, cover time. First, let's listen. Let's hop over to YouTube. Window. Uh, L plays music as E-L. So this guy's name is Lawrence. Uh, seven years ago, put out a cover of Window. Let's listen to that. Look at all the people in the window. I'm checking out the people in the window. I was uncomfortable. Now I'm uncomfortable. The trouble I encountered when I thought it was, it was a window. It was a catalog of many women, men, the window. 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 Look at all the people in the window. I'm checking out the what are your thoughts on window? First of all, I love the video. He said, I made this for and using the images of the Facebook theme music group. The theme that prompted it was not, as you might expect, very short songs, but one word titles W oh. the week of February 8th to 14th, 2014. So songs that start with W and are one word. And it's just him scrolling through the people in this group. I love it. I think it's, it's clever. Yeah. Uh, the video is it also obviously represents, um, you know, it represents both things pretty well. The, the group he did this for and the metaphor of windows. Because yeah. you can easily say, looking at people through windows, you know, Facebook, On Facebook. profile yeah. pictures. <laughs> yeah. Social it was media. uncomfortable. The, uh, <laughs> I like the accordion. Yeah, I like the accordion. Uh, I like the kind of like little vocal. He doesn't really do like that's how he sings. He, he's this guy has had covers all over the show before, oh, nice. uh, but that's how he sings. It's not an altered voice, but he put a little kind of like a uh, little grit on it. Sounds cool. Let's uh, jump to uh, ye old SoundCloud for a band called Scientific Maps. Oh, okay. yeah, um, oh, much I better liked, than those unscientific I, maps. I loved this one, by the way. This was my favorite uh, cover. Look it up!
And you talk about uh, reminiscing for the early aughts days of the internet. This says a They Might Be Giants song, cover song recorded circa 2002 on Manning Boulevard in Albany. Jonathan Pellerin on drums, Rich uh, Baldies Balds on bass and vocals, Aaron Smith on guitar and vocals. So this is a true band uh, uploaded three years ago, but recorded 19 years yeah. ago. This is Scientific Maps covering window, and this is SoundCloud.com slash Scientific Maps. Yeah. Yeah, so it's your favorite one? What would you like about it? Um, I love that they really took the song into like a pretty uh, energetic, uh, fun, lo-fi garage feeling like just everything about it. I feel like reminded me of like other bands that I really liked, especially a lot of like uh, 90s alt rock bands or um, just there's like a a fun DIY (laughs) energy that a lot of those sorts of like garage bands have that I think they mm-hmm. they really captured. They get it done in fifty five seconds because they take it at a little faster yeah. clip. It's loud. Uh I like it. It's rocking. Yeah. And, Good job, fellas. And, uh, this one, like compared to the original, this one starts off really energetic while the uh the album one yeah. is kind of a slow build up uh this one starts strong and ends strong, you know? And uh, Yeah, they just kick it right yeah. into high gear. I like it. Let's jump to the tmbs.bandcamp.com. And we got Anna Canada, which a lovely, very poetic name. I believe that's her real name, her birth name, Canada. Anna Canada. Not from Canada, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, Anna Canada with guest host. And guest host, this is oh, a little yeah. collaboration. Guest host is on the show a ton in the cover section. Uh, let's check out this one. It's track 17 on this uh, compilation. So let's check that out. Look at all the people in the window. I'm checking out. Her voice is great, and I love there's a little bit of overdrive on it or something. Yeah. Also, this is like the first uh, female vocals that I've heard cover this. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, she's got a lovely voice. There's a little flute or fake flute in the uh, bridge, appropriately. It doesn't have any further credits than it being those two. I don't believe either of those people play flute, so it's probably a keyboard <laughs> patch. Uh, yeah, do you like that? Yeah, I, I really like that. I You know, I think I'm also just uh, happy because Window is like a song of theirs that I've always really liked. It's, you know, I like kind of the underdogs of, you know, the ones that... Yeah. I don't expect to see covered. So seeing it covered, let alone, let alone a really cool cover, uh, is really fun. And it kind of just yeah. helps. To me, It like I always feel like they're just cool celebrations of a song. Like someone wanted to put in the, the effort to, to cover it. And 
and uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And I, I really liked her voice yeah, in it too. Yeah, for deep cuts. Oh, yeah, her voice is great. Let's jump to track 37, Kevin Calloway and the Bach oh Tunes God. Orchestra. <laughs> Kevin Calloway is a oh, notable uh, shit poster I, for I sure. Right All over Kevin the stuff. Calloway, I was like, oh, that is like a name that I do remember from that group. I want to be more more uh, active on that group. I'm, I'm shy because everyone on there is so knowledgeable, and I'm like just, you know... <laughs> And Kevin Calloway, he's a guy that likes deep cuts. He was on the Corrupted Lyle wow. episode back on episode 56 Ooh. in uh, I'll have yeah, to give November. That one a uh, yeah, yeah, November of uh, 20, no, 2019. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've done a lot of episodes in a short amount of time. Um, yeah, so let, let's check Let's check out Mr. what Mr. Shitposter <laughs> has done. To window. Here we go. That bass. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that down like suddenly came in. Dunker, dunker, dun, dun. And he's he's changed the melody, or he's off. Kevin, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, I'm just gonna say that right accordion. now. It's definitely fake accordion, but it's whatever. That's not real accordion. That's a keyboard patch. Is he trying to sing a different melody? Or it sounds like it's all minor. I wonder if they did the whole thing in E minor. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it sounds evil. Yeah, it sounds it like does, Tom Waits sounds or something. Like threatening. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, you're a goofball. He's wacky. Um, yeah. So uh, let's let's jump to the custom covers. Let's check out. Uh, let's check out Kai Pfeiffer's cover. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to listen? I just sent this. this I'm morning. just making sure. I'm playing. I I listen to them all, but I just want to make sure it's the one I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he described it to me as uke pop, <laughs> I think is how he phrased it. Look at all the people in the window. I'm checking out the people in the window. I was uncomfortable, now I'm uncomfortable. The trouble I encountered when I thought it was, it was a a catalog of many women men the window 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 look at all the people in the window i'm checking out the people in the window i was uncomfortable now i'm uncomfortable the trouble i He goes full Mellotron flute for sure on that bridge. Yeah, I'm I'm really liking the, the instruments in this one. It, every single cover has had such a different take on its, uh, in terms of its mood. It's been really interesting because that, that song I've found, uh, I wasn't sure how easy it would be for people to really uh, um, stray from it. 
or, or not that as much as like I just I couldn't imagine what others like takes on it would be. So it's been really exciting. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a guy that does so many covers that it's almost like he covers them in a They Might Be Giant style, meaning he likes to do pastiches of like other yeah. styles, other bands. The, like the stuff he does with the vocals is amazing because yeah. it's just such a like Linnell does the weird voice, but he doesn't harmonize. He doesn't do anything else. There's, there's, you know, it's just kind of a lead vocal where Kai puts all these harmonies in, especially on when the verse comes back around oh, yeah. or the chorus, whatever you want to call it. And like he echoes himself, does like harmonies, and at the end he does yeah, like a whee, like a up mentioned. high like Brian Wilson kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, it's it's really fun, <laughs> and uh, it kind of I always feel like the original song has like this kind of you know shy melancholy kind of feel to it, and mm-hmm. this one I'm like, oh, actually, like this is like pretty upbeat and and fun, and like the extra vocals I think make it feel less. Uh, alone in a way it's like less isolating he also builds it yeah yeah and he also builds it not in the same way as the original but he builds it where it sounds like just like and then when it gets to that second verse like like it gets the subdivision going that's really cool so good job kai thank you so much for sending that that. he said he sang it with a cold with or no with allergies and he's like my voice doesn't sound the best it sounds great He's he's a guy that's done musicals and stuff like he has a really good voice so now let's uh, hop on over to germany for our last cover noah daniel ludwig sent over his cover of window let's check it out look at all the people in the window i'm checking out the people in the window i was uncomfortable now i'm Catalog with many women, the window, window, window. Look at all the people in the window. I'm checking out the people in the window. I was puts it in b that is a weird key to to adjust the song to he bumps it down two full steps i like the harmonizing uh that comes in or a step and a half i mean yeah i love his vocal style not just the accent <laughs> the accents have been a theme throughout this <laughs> yeah right but he kind of sings in a style that makes a lot of sense with Linnell that kind of, uh, I wouldn't say he's an introvert, but he's a fairly soft-spoken guy. Very yeah. polite, very kind, and he kind of sings with that style. I always like that kind of like vocal it. style. I, like a lot of those indie indie bands like uh, Unicorns, Microphones, like anything that's like... Very, oh, like, God, yeah. Unicorns! Oh, yeah. I definitely... Oh, God, I hmm. love Nick Thorburn. Yeah, so Noah and Kai, thank you especially for these custom covers. Uh, You guys should go check their stuff out. They're all over YouTube, and uh, Noah has uh, SoundCloud as well. 
Um, yeah, I'll find him. Kai Pfeiffer. And Noah Daniel is usually what he goes by. Noah Daniel Ludwig is his full name. And I don't know, I would embrace Ludwig if Ludwig was oh, my yeah. last name. Oh, my God. I would lean into that so hard. That yeah. Awesome. Okay, so now it's come time for you to score this song. Ooh, okay. So scoring, scoring window. Like, okay. Yes. So, and not even worrying about the demo or live version or anything, just the John Henry version. So it's hard for me when it comes to like scoring something, I'm like, do I get in the mind space of like objectively, what would I score this song? Or just personally, how do I feel about this song? Um, and Whatever I would like. say, uh, like, <laughs> so even though I said that, like, I love this song and it's, it's, one of my most listened to they might be giant you don't need to give it a 10 i know i'm not i'm not giving it a 10 i would say i give it like maybe like a 7.8 because because like i can't necessarily like be like this is one of the most enjoyable songs by them that i love um but (laughs) but there's just something about it that i find really interesting and i love the I love the weird vocals. I love the um, the easy easy uh, progression for for listening to over and over. Like that perfect minute is just they have always been a master of like they make songs that are like four seconds long that are iconic. Like they really of any band I've ever listened to that I've personally been into, they've made the most short songs. I think we need to adopt that phrase. You said the perfect minutes. They might be giants are masters at the perfect minutes. Because even songs that are two minutes, like it's two perfect minutes. I think that needs to be a phrase that starts going around. So you said seven point. uh, What did you uh, say? Yeah, seven point eight. It's funny because "Oh, Do Not Forsake Me" was my other favorite like track for a while. Like when I was listening, you know, I'd go through like phases of loving john henry or just like every every mm-hmm. month there's like a different album that i'm like re-obsessed with uh sure. john, and uh oh do not forsake me was another one that when i listened to it i thought it was shorter than it was because it felt so perfectly condensed but that one's actually a bit uh more normal length like i think two and a half. that that yeah and that episode with Brooke Pridemore, came, who just messaged me on Facebook about a cover for that compilation. Brooke Pridemore was on that episode of Do Not Forsake Me, episode 115, I believe came out in January. Uh, yeah, great song. My score, I think I'm going to go with a 6.9 because that score is nice. <laughs> Oh, I was just looking at because I just did extra Savoir Faire and I gave that a 6.6. Mm-hmm. I think I like Window better despite its short length. Um, tops out at Rat Patrol just a little bit at 6.7, but comes underneath Chess Piece Face, which is one of my favorite bizarre tracks. <laughs> and yeah, under just under Hideaway Folk Family at 7.2. So 6.9, <clears throat> that's a good score for me. Anything that cracks seven is like boom, like yeah. real good. 6.9 is like just, just under. And I think, yeah. I think like, six has like a bad like when it comes to like scoring out of 10 like people see six it's like oh that's bad but it's like no like that's still like above average um i'm sure if i really thought about it more and thought about what other songs would i say almost break into eight i would probably like lower the score but i personally like the song so much that um and it's just been so catchy 
like stuck in my head constantly that like I I have to give it that score. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Sure. Yeah. No, no, that totally makes sense. I always score lower than my guests. There's <laughs> very few occasions where I've been higher than them. I mean, they pick the song and they only have to score one or two, or depending on what how many episodes score, they end up to. Uh, Modest so- Mouse's pistol. <laughs> No. Well, so here I'm only scoring them against their own canon. So in the Modest Mouse canon, it's not their worst song. I think if uh, Trailer Trash is a 10, Float On's like a 9, uh, Teeth Like God Shoe Shine is a 10. Um, I think Pistol's like a 3. <laughs> I will go back and listen to it because I feel like three is like a good. Yeah, it's not a zero. It's not a zero. I I wouldn't skip it again. I'm an album guy, and I love their sprawling, huge (laughs) albums. They like those albums better be long when they're eight years apart. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, what do you have to plug? Like, you'd say you work with video games. Is there stuff people could play that you have worked on? Yeah, I have. uh, I've been in uh, AAA games uh, as an environment artist for the past five years. Um, Environment artist. What does that mean? My first project I worked on was Days Gone uh, uh, while I was at Sony uh, Bend Studio. That was for the PS4. Mm. Uh, Though it's also released on PS5. And I pretty much had built out, like, like, when you're playing, there's, like, open world environments uh there's roads trees rocks you know like set dressing everything that's a huge team effort like it's you know it wasn't just like oh i did the whole environment it's like no i did i did mostly like the set dressing i helped out on like a few random things like um you have a motorcycle and i i had done a lot of the decals that you can put on a tank uh, so it was a lot of oh, like, fun stuff. Cool. It, was a, it was a really fun project. Um, and yeah, so, so I mostly do that kind of stuff, like set dressing and, and building out uh, the worlds. I uh, recently um, was on Halo Infinite for the past a little less than two years. Oh, wow. That's a big... That's- <laughs> I mean, that's a big game. That's a big deal. That's cool. I won't say too much about it because I'm paranoid because I talk too much. But I will say that um, I really love and respect everyone there that I worked with. And I am no longer there just because uh, I really needed a a break from the industry. And and, uh, uh, I have a few freelance opportunities that um, I just didn't want to miss out on. but yeah, I, pretty much what I've been doing right now is is freelancing. I'm learning some new 3D software. So I would say if you want to play a game that is out uh, and you have a PlayStation, Days Gone is uh, pretty neat if you're into zombies and motorcycles. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Halo Infinite, when, when that launches... I will be very excited to show off my uh, environment contributions. I can't wait. I can't wait. Cool. That's awesome. And where's the best place for people to see your artworks of uh, well-endowed lizards and other creatures? (laughs) So for my normie, for my boring normie stuff on Instagram, I am Lisa Phoenix, 
E-N-I-X. Um, that's my, you know, I'm not the most active on there, but I really want to change that because um, I just have a better uh, layout now, like for checking it. For some reason, the app was. You just have knives. You always have the knife emoji like by all your emoji. stuff. It's a good, it's a good emoji. <laughs> genderless reptilian overlord yeah that kind of sums me up and and they might be giants really speaks to my soul uh as a genderless reptilian overlord <laughs> and then on twitter and twitter it my account is it is suggestive it's never anything you know to like not safe for work um but if you don't want to see mm-hmm. sexy reptiles you might want to turn away, uh, but that was twitter.com <laughs> slash Mersbo or Mersbo, uh, M-E-R-Z-B-Zero-W. Um, okay. And uh, yep. yeah, those yep. are, I also have ArtStation if you are actually interested in the game development stuff. My ArtStation is also oh. ArtStation.com slash Lisa Phoenix. I'm, I'm pretty cool. sure that's still it. Nice. <laughs> I, it. I will check that out. I just followed you on both my uh, pod and personal Instagrams there. Um, yes. Thank you so much for being yeah, on. People can find. I, I've been looking forward to, to getting to meet you and talk to you. And, and also. Yeah. Sorry. Also, been so long. No, it's all good. It's been a, it's, it's been a year. I, it's been a year so i fully understand yeah and i hope you you know i hope you stay safe and i hope july and everything like you know i'm i'm really excited for you all i think it's uh thanks yeah yeah i'm full-on girl dad (laughs) i i was working on zinnia's ponytail for like five minutes this morning i'm like i and my wife's like just let me you want me to do i'm like no i need to learn i need to learn and then she picked out a couple of clips, a little oh. strawberry and a little like shooting star. Yeah. She's looking real, real cute as nice. always. So, and I hear that they have come, come oh, home from daycare. So I'm going to let you go. But real quick, people can go to this might be a podcast.com or on all the social medias. Leave me voicemails, 224-801-2930 or email this might be a pod at gmail. There. Hello. <laughs> Hi, honey. Come down and say hi. I'm about to hang up. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> you're having some milk. Okay. Well, I will. Uh, I will thank stop the so recording much. there, and uh, I think we're done. Yeah, of course. Thank yeah, you for being on. Thank you so much for having me on. This was like, yeah, I've never been interviewed before. I'm like, okay, I actually, I think I did okay. So yeah, you did great. <laughs>